This is Diapers and Disciples, episode 18. On Diapers and Disciples, we're talking about living out the Great Commission as a mom. I'm Amber O'Hearn, and today's chat is with Angie O'Connell. We're talking all about Advent and Christmas traditions. There were so many fun traditions in this episode, so I will link to all those in the show notes at diapersanddisciples.com. Thanks for listening in. Here's my chat with Angie. Hi, Angie. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to chat with you because I wanted to talk um, specifically about this time leading up to Christmas, Advent. And I knew I wanted to talk about it on the podcast, and you were the first person that came to mind. Um, because I think there's this tendency in our culture to jump right into Christmas after Thanksgiving or maybe even after Halloween (laughs) to just kind of get right into it. And I know I'm totally guilty of this in a lot of ways too, because I love, you know, turning on Christmas music year round and, um, but the church in her wisdom has, uh, seasons throughout the year and has this specific season before Christmas, so I, I'd love to chat with you about that um, and what it's really like to celebrate Advent before Christmas. But maybe first you could just start us off by telling us a little bit about you and about your family. Okay. Well, I actually am celebrating my 20th wedding anniversary on St. Nicholas Day. Oh, so congratulations. That gives you... <laughs> Thank you. So I pick St. Nicholas because I love Advent so much. That's <laughs> so, great. And oh. I wanted to have purple for my wedding colors. <laughs> I love it. Wow. We went with liturgical purple. It was lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. I love that. Um, So even long before um, I knew that I would, you know, be celebrating Advent so much in our family, um, the seeds were already there early on. He's also the patron of children, and I wanted a lot of children, so we were blessed with five. Um, My baby just turned 11 last Monday, and my oldest is 19, and he just went off to college this year. Oh, my goodness. That's exciting. What what school is he going to? He's at the University of St. Thomas. Oh, wonderful. Pretty close to us, which is wonderful, yes. That's great. Is St. Nicholas Day on December 6th? Is that right? It is. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful. Great. So what kind of traditions do you do with your family leading up to Christmas? Um, So we actually do quite a lot of them in Advent, but we started small and just built on them every year. So once we kind of mastered one thing, we we would add on. Um, So I think early, early on, um, part of it too, is that, you know, when you just get married, it's just you and your husband, and then you might have a baby and maybe two baby, you know, a baby and a toddler. And you just feel like you're kind of literally in the trenches, just doing all (laughs) that stuff. And I remembered when it finally occurred to me, that this is my vocation. I actually can minister to my family, to these children, um, and make our house more of a domestic church that I just got so much more life um, being able to plan those times and making it really special for our family. And it's Mm -hmm. just brought me so much joy over the years. So I think the first thing that we did, even just as a married couple, was the Advent wreath. and there's obviously many, many ways, and we've had different configurations over the years, but, um, you know, four candles and light one every week. Um, and we've always really um, liked the Advent wreath song. I know a lot of people do O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, which is fabulous. Um, but for some reason, we 
heard that song early on and it just stuck with us. So that's kind of been our song that we go along um, through Advent during oh. our family prayer. I hadn't heard of that. It's called the Advent Wreath Song. It's called the Advent Wreath oh, Song, okay. yeah. Um, Peter Mayer actually... Um, I think he was a netter years ago, okay. and then he went on to become a, a kind of a, like a folk singer. Um, it was his song, and I found there is on YouTube. I think you can find the first and second verse. Somebody singing it. Oh, great! Um, I'll have to look that up. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it kind of captures the kind of the hope of the season hmm. for me, you know, in my heart. Yeah. Um, so that was the first thing, and then when they were really little. I got a purple bag. I think it was like a wine bag from the dollar store that was like a purple velvet. And I filled it with symbols of Christmas so mm. that we could talk about why we do the things we do. And um, so, for example, there'd be an angel in there and we'd talk about how the angels announced that Jesus was born and a candy cane talking about um, the shepherds or Jesus's name starts with a J or the red and white for the uh, blood and his purity and um maybe a sprig of evergreen, like from the wreath, you know, just cut off a little clipping from a fake wreath. And you can talk about how it's always green. It's evergreen, like God is everlasting. And so, you know, I'm sure there's Mm. ideas online of what you can do, but just a little, you know, for little hands, they loved to go into that little bag and tell me what they knew about the um, things. And I would change it up year after year if it got, you know, boring or if we needed to add some things to it. So that was probably the, the, next thing that we did. Um, and then the Jesse tree, which has been our perpetual favorite, I think, in the house, even the oldest still, you know, really enjoys doing that. Um, and and I, so for years. I was just going to mention, I, I love this. This is especially uh, a special thing for you because you make these beautiful wooden Jesse tree ornaments. And my uh, parents had gifted us with a set last year um, that we were able to use. And they're just gorgeous and so prayerful but maybe you can tell us a little bit about the about the jesse tree and um, sure yeah thank you i'm glad you like them yeah (laughs) oh i do love them um so yeah so for years i really wanted to do this jesse tree i think we also had an advent calendar um and so there was i grew up with one where there was a piece of chocolate every day right so um then i found one that actually had spiritual significance where you could open the door and um you know there'd be a little star or sheep or you know Mary or Joseph, you get a new person each day to add to the scene. Oh, beautiful. Um, which was fun. Um, so the Jesse tree is, a, for those that don't know, um, the name comes from Jesse, who was David's grandpa. King David's grandpa was Jesse. Um, and they had, um, so it said, out of the root of Jesse, the Messiah would come. So since Jesus is the line of David um, and Jesse's ancestor, um, that's how the name comes about. Mm. And so it basically goes through all of salvation history. So the whole Old Testament is covered, starts with creation, ends with the birth of Christ. And there's one ornament for each day of the year. And so we really loved it as a catechism tool for our kids because they really learned a lot of Bible history um, throughout the years. There's many different versions. Um, Some of them aren't all scriptural, but I tend to favor the ones that are because it's just so good that they get, you know, that broad picture of the Old Testament every year for sure. Um, And so we tried coloring them, you know, little paper ornaments for many years. And I found a book once and I cut the pictures out of the book and laminated them. And we used that for quite a while. And then um, finally one year a friend said, 
have you ever thought of making more permanent ornaments? I said, well, that would be great. <laughs> so we started making them and I had no idea that we were going to make more than one set. <laughs> so like 5,000 sets later, um, we're still going strong and it's wow. been a, a blessing making them for sure. Um, and just such a privilege to be able to help other people bring this tradition into their family because it's so dear to my heart. I love that. So, and and one really neat thing about it is I think there's a tendency to um, not pray with the Old Testament uh, very often. Mm-hmm. And so this is a very real way to bring the Old Testament into your life in relationship to, you know, the whole of salvation history. It's it's beautiful. Right. Right. To realize that they all had a purpose, you know, and yeah. they all pointed to Jesus. And um, so that is neat. And we actually then we do put up our Christmas tree, but it's an Advent tree throughout Advent. And so I put um, purple ornaments on it and some silver and um, some purple ribbon. And then the Jesse tree can either go on there or I've also used a little wire miniature tree um, that we put the Jesse tree ornaments on. Mm-hmm. So it kind of just gives a, you know, you still feel like you're because for years, I would hear people say, oh, we can't celebrate Christmas early, which, okay, I agree with that for sure, because it's important to hope. But I mean, every occasion I plan in advance for. And so if it's somebody's birthday or, you know, um, whatever is happening at our house, I would be planning in advance. And so it seems so odd to me to have it be stark before Jesus's birthday, because I would for sure be preparing. Right. (laughs) And so I wanted to find a way to make it seem festive and exciting. And so this really was um, something that has been a blessing for us. It it worked for us. I think it still really honors the season of Advent. Yeah, that's beautiful. So then is it on Christmas Eve that you kind of have that transition in your home where the Advent yeah. decorations are put away and Christmas decorations are put up? It is. And every year I think, why do I do this? (laughs) 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 This is crazy. (laughs) But it's really neat because then they're all fresh and gold and um, with white flowers on the tree then um, for Christmas. And it doesn't seem like you want to take it down because it's all ragged by then, you know, because if you have little kids swatting at it or animals, (laughs) half of them are on the floor by the time Christmas Eve comes. So this way it looks all fresh again and we're ready to go for the 12 days of Christmas. So. Wow, that's perfect. So, uh, do you do it when the when the kids are asleep? So it's I did when they were little. I tried, so it was exciting. Now I'm just like, okay, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Wow, that's that's beautiful. I really I really love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love what you said early on about just adding a tradition each year because it can feel mm-hmm. overwhelming it to can. want to put you know, everything you can into the season. So I love that. And then you find so many of them are day by day. So you find that you can't really maintain five different things every single day. Yes. You just find (laughs) what works. And maybe one year you focus on something that's more meaningful for your family that year. And other years you focus on something else and, you know, maybe some come and go, but then you keep your favorites. So Hmm. that's great. I love that. And it's, it's so great to have these traditions because it's something that, you know, your kids are going to remember. I think back on my own childhood and the traditions that um, my parents started in our family that I just remember when a certain season comes, those memories come back of, you know, traditions associated with that season. So that's yes. great. Um, that's true. So why why do you think it's important for 
our children and for us to have this specific season leading into Christmas? Well, I think, I mean, all of us want everything right now and we're longing for this celebration of Christmas and it's all around us everywhere. And, um, I'm not one of those people who will turn it off on the radio unless it's a really tasteless song. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm just happy that somebody's proclaiming Jesus's name. So I will. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Like a, if it's a secular station, I'll actually turn it on so they know that people are interested in that stuff. But that's for the most great. part, if we're at home, we'll um, try and play more. Um, there are some songs that are more Advent, um, Advent-like. And so we'll try and do that. And I think it's... Um, just it increases our longing, you know, you just desire it more, you're looking forward to it, you're getting excited. Um, it gives us more hope. It's so dark during um, December, you know, the darkest part of the year. And I kind of it reflects our culture being so dark. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as we go through the month, the Jesse tree gets more full, there's more and more ornaments, it's looking more beautiful. Mm-hmm. There's more um, lights starting to be on, you know, out in the darkness. And I just feel like it's, we're waiting for that um, anticipation of Jesus's life and his light, his sweetness and the gift that he is. And it just sort of builds all month. Um, and that actually reminds me of my favorite tradition, which I learned a little bit later of the O antiphons. I don't know if yeah, you're... I'm uh, familiar with it, but I would love to hear a little bit more about it. So yeah, if you wouldn't okay. mind telling us. Mm-hmm. Sure. So from December 17th to December 24th, they call them the O Antiphons. And they get that name because um, they're part of the Christian prayer um, book that the monks use in in their monastery, um, like the Liturgy of the Hours, maybe some are familiar with. Mm-hmm. And so before evening prayer, the Antiphons for those days all have names of the Messiah that, G, uh, that Isaiah foretold. So for example, O Wisdom. O Lord, O Root of Jesse, O Key of David, O Dayspring, um, and O Emmanuel. And in fact, the song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, comes from the O Antiphons. And there's a verse for each one of those names. And so each day in the monastery, they would do something a little, you know, a little bit celebratory, kind of you're building that anticipation and just little by little, you're getting a little taste of what's to come at Christmas. And so, for example, on the key of David day, maybe the monk with the key to the wine cellar would bring out a special drink for them. (laughs) um, But we've tried to take that into our home. And so each day uh, we do something with um, the O Antiphons, so maybe on O Wisdom, we would get some sort of spiritual book or um, or maybe a puzzle that everyone could work on together and, um, of, you know, with a nativity scene on it or something. Mm-hmm. Um, or for the O Lord of the House of Israel, we make gingerbread houses usually on that day. Oh, fun. Um, or the root of Jesse, maybe we'll have root beer with dinner or have like a root vegetable stew, which, you know, oh, they're not great. as excited about <laughs> Um, so there's little things for each of the days that we try to, um, do. And my very favorite part about it and the thing that kind of, um, builds that excitement for me, it just almost seems magical to me. Mm -hmm. Um, if you take the first letter of the Latin word, because they're all in Latin, um, so the first letter spelled backwards. So if you go on uh, December 24th all the way back to December 17th, it spells arrow cross, which means tomorrow I will come. 
And so the next day is Christmas and Jesus comes. So wow, beautiful. That is one. It's just that one to me brings so much hope. You know, the other ones are you're learning and you're happy for salvation. You're looking forward to Jesus. But that one really brings hope to me. Wow, that's beautiful. I love that. I hadn't known. I didn't know all of that. So that's wonderful. Um, and do you, do you do any special, uh, meals during Advent? I know you mentioned that, like a root stew, but for the yeah. <laughs> root of Jesse. <clears throat> I do. There's also a lot of, um, different saint days. Um, like I mentioned, St. Nicholas day. Um, there's also Our Lady of Guadalupe and, um, Juan Diego and St. Lucy. So on a lot of those days, we try and have some special, um, foods that somehow represent, those different um, saints. And so I usually combine Juan Diego and Our Lady of Guadalupe, and we'll have some sort of um, big, more Mexican-flavored feast where each of the, um, like maybe the bowl of guacamole would be the Tepeyac Hill where he saw the vision of um, Mary and the, um, I'm trying to think what else, like I <laughs> I get fruit roll-ups and make them into little roses so they look like the roses in um fun yeah so everybody loves that sometimes we'll try and have people over just because it's so much fun to you know celebrate celebrate that and celebrate even you know it brings more celebration into advent that's still not jumping ahead to christmas i guess right is the nice part about that and then um i'll often do a jesse tree meal where i try and find as many things that i can to um, and sometimes if I can't find nutritious food for all of the things, we'll just have it be like a tea time and, um, <laughs> you know, have yeah. they're kind of more treats, but um, try and have some that represent the different um, symbols on the Jesse tree. Like little pastries or things like that to, rep- to represent yeah, the different. Um, I'm trying to think of like for uh, one of the Jesse tree ornaments is Moses with the Ten Commandments. And so there's little like. Pepperidge Farm Milano cookies that are kind of in that shape, Shape. you know, and so I just put some frosting on them, and so they look like they're numbered like the Ten Commandments. Jacob's Ladder, just use pretzels, you know, the stick pretzels, and kind of make them in the shape of a ladder. Um, Oh, fun. Yeah, it is fun, and there's all kinds of ideas online, so... People, if they are listening, don't have to remember all this right now. You can just, one of my favorite websites is Shower of Roses. I don't know if yes, I've heard I've, of that one. I've heard of that one. Yeah. That's just chock full of resources. So. It is. It is. Yeah. She has just about all these ideas too on there. Um, so, Wonder, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. I'll include those in the, in the show notes for people. And uh, maybe you can send me some of your favorite websites and I can just link to those for people who are um who are interested in checking those out oh sure yep so angie i would love to ask you as well about how you actually celebrate um the christmas season so you have all that preparing um in advent and lots of ways to really enter into that season and then um for the actual christmas season do you celebrate it the full length and what date do you i know there's some you know, people have different opinions on <laughs> on how long the Christmas season goes. So what date do you celebrate right. through? Well, we definitely are aware of Christmas for 12 days. When we've actually celebrated all full 12 days, I'm so exhausted that there's no way I could keep celebrating till the presentation. <laughs> <laughs> and we've eaten so much food and all that, you know. So Yeah. Um, but for sure the 12 days and um, 
the most successful way that we found and and really I don't know that people could do all of this every year because it is it's a lot on the mom usually mm. but um we so for the 12 days I actually also make ornaments for that um and they have the religious significance of the song the 12 days of Christmas and so it's a it used to be that the song, at least in legend, was a catechetical tool. And so each of the days, like the partridge in the pear tree is Jesus and the um, three French hens are faith, hope, and love or the Trinity or, you know, different yeah. things like that. So each okay. day we'll introduce the the ornament for the day and talk about whatever it represents um, and then try and do some sort of family-oriented gift. Um, and so... We've done it two ways. Either for Christmas, they get um, gifts that, you know, are to be used over the 12 days of Christmas, whether it's like a, a DVD that we're going to have a family movie or a puzzle that we're all going to put together um, or that we're going to go bowling, you know, a group on for bowling Fun. or something right. like that. And then try and do one of those things each of the 12 days. So they feel like there's still lots of activity. There's still lots of celebration going on. Um and then on Epiphany, which is kind of the last day of the big celebrations, we have another one of those themed meals that is the 12, 12 days of Christmas and kind of put the ornament by each of the um, foods that it represents. Oh, okay. Um, so I actually made three chickens last year. We were eating chicken forever. Wow. That's <laughs> really cool in the picture. Yeah. Oh, that's neat. Um, but it was fun. And then I have... Uh, you know, a wide assortment of epiphany books that we kind of put up for the decorations and we'll read through a lot of them. And um, we don't really do any gifts on epiphany because we've just been doing so much stuff before that. Um, um, so kind of the meal is the final celebration. Mm -hmm. And then throughout um, the rest of the time until the presentation, we still will celebrate some of the different feast days and things, but not you know, not some, a couple of years we've kept our decorations up a couple, you know, some of the years, most often we take it down by that point just because I'm ready to clean. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then on presentation, we'll do another um, special kind of special meal with some symbolic, um, at least desserts or something. Fun. That's great. And um, how do you, how do you handle gifts in your family for, for your kids? Do you do um, just like one per child or is it do you have any sort of route you go with that and do you open them on Christmas or we you know um my favorite thing I've heard is when people say that they do the three gifts like Jesus got the three gifts um mm. but I don't do that because we also have um grandmas that come and join us and both of our moms are widowed and so one of them comes both days and then one usually just on Christmas day and they want to see the kids open some of their gifts. And right. so then, so we kind of have <laughs> a mishmash of, but what I do just try and do is keep it even and keep the same number for each kid. Yeah, <laughs> so that's great. One of them gets pajamas. They all get pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I love so, that. So yeah, I don't have a really set thing for gifts. Mm -hmm. For St. Nicholas Day, do you put shoes out by the door or... We Stockings. do, yeah. Okay. And that's how we've gotten our, um, we have a really large collection of Advent or Christmas books. Um, and a lot of them are just really sweet stories. And so usually every year they've gotten 
I put out their shoes, they'll get a few pieces of candy in it, and then a new book, usually related to Christmas season. So that was a good way to um, increase that collection. Oh, that's fun. I love that. So Angie, what would you say is your favorite part of your home and why? Hmm. Well, I think it would have to be the the kitchen and dining room and living room sort of are open to each other and really doesn't matter what your kitchen looks like. Everybody hangs out there no matter what. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Like I remember when my son came home from school um, when he was very, you know, in the early elementary grades and I wasn't standing in the kitchen and he just was flustered by that. He couldn't, <laughs> couldn't believe that I wasn't standing there. So, um, oh, yeah, that is it. my favorite part because, um, I've had the privilege of actually homeschooling some of my younger ones these last couple of years. And um, even during our school day, we just spend so much time in the kitchen and the dining room and all of our family prayers in the living room. And um, we do all the cooking of the special events and put it all on the counter in the kitchen. And then in the dining room, we have our decorations for the different um, parts of the church year. Um, so it's kind of that whole region of the house. I love that. Has That's my best great. family memories. Yeah, and that's so true about the kitchen. Just everyone yeah. does hang out there. <laughs> they do. Yeah, it's the hub. So it's kind of funny. We're all tall, and we used to have those overhanging cabinets, and so everybody would be bent over at the waist trying to talk to each other. So <laughs> we finally knocked them out, and now everybody can talk, and it is. <laughs> that's great. I love that. <laughs> so my next question is: What are you loving recently? Oh. Well, I'd have to say homeschooling. It's just been such Great. a gift. Um, did you homeschool your older children as well? I or? didn't. No, oh, okay. I didn't. It was. Um, it just didn't seem right at that time. And I still was having babies and some difficult pregnancies. And so it didn't work then. So I didn't really think I'd ever get the chance. And there was just a whole set of circumstances that um, led us to it um, last year. And so it's just really sweet. I, they will go back to school eventually, but... Um, it's just been such a sweet time with them, especially being the later kids in the family, um, yeah. to have that time with them. So that, and I'm also part Lebanese, and I've been learning how to make Lebanese food. So I've been loving that oh, lately. Oh, <laughs> great! What uh, what kind of dishes are you making? It's been fun. Uh, my favorite thing is called sfiha, and they're kind of these open, open face, almost like a pizza, but it's either lamb or beef with pine nuts and onions on top. And my grandma used to make them. And so I didn't have them for many years. And then my cousin and I started making them together. Wow. Um, so that was fun. And then um, chicken shawarma, actually, well, another gal you might know, Betsy, <laughs> who put it on her Facebook and it's the best recipe ever. Oh, <laughs> so that that's great. Got me going. So, maybe yeah, maybe I can link to some of these in the um, yeah. in the show notes so people can check them out. Their recipes. <laughs> okay. I love those family recipes, even if it's been a while where it hasn't been passed down, and then you can re right yeah. reintroduce it's, it into your family. That's great. I think I was afraid of all that kind of stuff. Food growing up, you know, I didn't want to try anything different than usual. But now I'm like, oh yeah, bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. Um, and my last question for you is, do you have any mom hacks to share or something that's maybe making your life a little simpler? Huh. Not to keep repeating, but actually homeschooling made our life way simpler. Really? <laughs> oh, that's yeah, great. You, you wouldn't think, but um, just not having to run to so many different places and meetings and nighttime homework and all that. It's, so that has really um, made it 
more simple. Um, and then I would say the Instapot. If I had to pick a thing, that's a really good hack. That's yeah. probably probably a good one. So many people have mentioned that to me that how <laughs> how the Instapot has really saved them so much time and and effort and. Um, yeah, it's amazing how many people <laughs> have said I know, that. I don't know funny. if it's a recent, is it a recent um, develop, development? Is it a new kitchen appliance? I think so. I don't know. Okay. I've had it maybe for a year and a half or so, maybe two years. Oh, okay. And it, it just kind of came out then. And I think my first thing that I liked about it was that it was a stainless steel inside and I didn't exactly know what I was going to do with it. But you can make a chicken, like a whole frozen chicken in 55 minutes or something. And if it's actually thawed out, you can brown it and cook it in 25 minutes, you know. That's so amazing. When yeah. I don't plan ahead, it's really nice. That's great. Yeah, that's great. Those are great mom hacks. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Angie, thanks so much for, for coming on and chatting with me. I really love hearing about family traditions, especially during this time of year. So, um, So thanks for sharing your family and your traditions. Thanks for having me. Um, if people are interested in checking out your Jesse tree ornaments, what's the best way to, to see those? Is it through your Etsy shop? Yes. It's called Jesse tree treasures and it's on Etsy, but Jesse tree treasures will bring up a link to them. Okay. Wonderful. And I will put a link to that in the show notes as well. Wonderful. Well, let me go ahead and close this in a prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for um, this time of year, and we ask that you would just be with us as we enter into this time of Advent, and I pray that you would help us to prepare our hearts and our minds to receive you, Lord. Help us to teach our children about you, and I pray for all the women listening, Jesus, that they might find peace and rest in you today. And Lord, we pray all this in your holy name. Amen. Hi friends, I hope you enjoyed this chat and found some encouragement and inspiration for the Advent season. I'm praying that you all find peace amidst the chaos that this time of year can bring. Do you have a nativity scene set up in your home or an Advent wreath? If not, maybe you just want to print some Advent coloring pages. Those can all be great conversation starters for talking about Advent with our families. This week, let's make an effort to talk with our kids about preparing for the Lord's coming at Christmas. Thanks for listening in. You all are in my prayers.